Saints, welcome back to another ESL podcast, man. I'm your host, Arsenio, as usual, and today we're getting into retirement planning. I have some questions for you. First question, in your country, when should people start planning for retirement? Next question, how should you plan for retirement? And the last question, what products would you recommend to someone investing for retirement? So the, these are critical questions. You may not know the answers, depending on what age you are. Now, again, a lot of people, I'm not that person who says, okay, I need to save for retirement. I'm a person who is an entrepreneur, and I know that I'll always make money based on like, like the services that I provide. It's like Brendan Burchard. He's never going to have to retire, right? And the main reason for that is because he is a high-performance coach, the number one. So he's going to be doing presentations and selling products and courses and so many things for years to come. But for your everyday average Joe, let's put my mother into this, basically this bucket. She never asked the question how to start planning for retirement because my mother, obviously, she comes from the working class. She's not, uh, you know, she comes from an industrial-aged mindset. Meaning you have to work hard, work hard, work hard, make money, make money, make money, and don't go outside the box, right? This is how the 1930s, 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, and even the 90s were. But now it's completely different because we know now we can generate income rather than us going after income, relying on someone else to pay us income. And especially during COVID, we realized that that isn't good enough. So with my mom, she didn't have the ability and the assets and the questions and the people around her to say, you know what, okay, here, just dump some of your money into this 401k. That 401k after 10 years, it was practically nothing. And it's because she didn't do her research behind it. Now, because she comes from the industrial age type of society, she is going to have to, to you know, plan for retire. But me, I believe, that, of course, me going into becoming a certified high-performance coach, you know, me, uh, you know, wanting to be obviously, you know, a transformation coach too. I know that this will be always and forever. It's all about making passive income. So we're going from just retire, retire, retire to, okay, I mean, you know, to an, a completely different, hey, you know what? I can generate income. I don't have to rely on ETFs, index funds, et cetera, et cetera. But for the average person, and what we're going to be doing in this listening coming up is you need to probably come to grips and understand how can you begin to multiply your money based on what country you're in. So what we have here, okay, we have a guy by the name of Walter, okay, and Walter is going to be going to a bank called the New Capital Bank. So what advice would you potentially give him? right? From your standpoint. So this is Walter. He recently paid off his mortgage. Okay. Mortgage is basically meaning he's actually putting his money towards paying off the house. Paying rent, you're literally just throwing money away. Now, there could be a rent to own, but again, I haven't heard that since 2010. So it's kind of like me with this condominium. It doesn't make sense that I keep putting money, 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 money into the bank and into the pocket of my landlord, right? 
I ultimately want to have my own condominium because that means it is literally my own. So you need to make sure, and a lot of people say, put your money into the bricks, meaning real estate. Put your money into something that is hard. Now, I know Bitcoin is on a surge right now. It's amazing. Let's see where it goes. But at the same time, you got to have something that's physical, and then you can have something. Again, stocks really aren't physical either, right? <laughs> ETFs, all of these things are not physical either. But in saying that, there it is. Pay off your mortgage on his house. He could do that. So what happens after he pays off his mortgage on his house is that he has between 500 to 1,000 euros extra of income a month. So he plans to retire in the next 10 to 15 years, though. So he's a little bit late, and he wants to build up an amount of money to use in his retirement. So here we go. We got New Capital Bank. They offer a range of investment products, and these four investment products are advised and execution-only brokerage services. Now, we'll have to get into that because I know you guys are like, well, what does that mean? We'll get into that. Equity, fixed income, diversified funds. Okay, so we're talking about stocks. Pensions or personal investment services for high net worth individuals. What we're going to do, and I'm going to hurry up and screen share so you guys definitely have this audio, is that we are going to listen to a phone call between a girl by the name of Rachel and Walter. Okay, so again, there are two parts of this too. We're going to listen to this first part. We're going to dissect it, and then we'll go into the next part. All right. So without further ado, here we go. Hello. Hello. Could I speak to Walter Lyon, please? Speaking. Hello, Mr. Lyon. This is Rachel Jackson from New Capital Bank. I'm calling about your inquiry for investment advice. Oh, hello. I've been expecting your call. That's great. How are you today? I'm very well, thank you. That's great to hear. Anyway, first, I'd just like to ask you some questions to find out exactly how we can help you. And then I'll run you through our range of products once I know a little more about you. Okay. Right. So, first, could I ask your reasons for looking to invest? Uh, well, I'm in my 50s now, and I've managed to pay off my mortgage, so I have some spare cash, and I'm beginning to think about retirement. I have a pension, but you never know if that'll be enough, so I think as I've got the money, I might as well do something extra. Okay, so you're mainly thinking about retirement planning, is that right? Yes, that's right. And you're more interested in capital growth for retirement rather than income? Yes, I think so. Now, you said you already had a pension, right? Yes, I have one from work. It's quite good. So we're looking at something else. Have you thought about how you'd like to manage your money? I mean, would you like to manage it yourself or would you like us to manage it for you? Well, uh, I don't really know anything about this stuff, so it'd probably be best if you manage it. OK. Do you mind if I ask when you expect to retire? Probably in about 10 to 15 years. OK. And how would you like to invest? You could invest a lump sum or in monthly instalments. 
I was thinking about paying into something on a monthly basis, like my pension. That's great. And do you mind if I ask what amounts you were thinking of? About 500 to 1,000 a month. OK. And finally, could I ask about your attitude to risk? We have various funds, but some are riskier than others. <laughs> well, I'm looking for something quite secure. I don't want to lose my money. OK, so that's all I need to know. Do you have any questions at this stage? Not at the moment. OK, so I think we have two products. All right, so that's the first part. So, he wants to look more for security because he's at the age of 50. Of course, retiring in 10 to 15 years, he doesn't have time to play high risk, high reward, right? So, security is best. Now, again, having that lump sum every month to say, like me, if you guys look at me and say, Arsenio, well, how about you? Well, first and foremost, I want to make sure that my pots are secured because we're living in a very unstable economy and world economy right now so pots what do i mean by that is having six months saved of rent over here in this account okay having an emergency fund over here stashed away and having another uh emergency fund for something very specific over here so once all of those pots are full now and at the same time i could start investing away okay i have this extra cash on me what can I do with it? And this is what's really good about having these types of brokerage services. But man, you guys need to be very, very careful. Like I said in the last podcast a week ago, make sure you know about the brokerage services and if they're doing it in the best interest of you. Because a lot of them would always say, hey, I can beat the market. There's no such thing. There's no such thing. But there is a such thing, like I told you about, like GameStop and things that are already taken off. Uh, the, you know, if you want to have that type of execution only brokerage services where you manage your own fund, but if you're unaware of this, it's really, really important to do some research into it. You know, sometimes I'm on the train out here in Thailand and I always see, um, people looking at different, uh, <clears throat> looking at the SET, the stock exchange of Thailand, you know, and they manage it individually, you know, that's a way to do it. Uh, so again, it's, it's a little bit tough. It's a little bit tough, but it is definitely worth it. So in saying that, what we're going to do now, we're going to listen to the next part and see what she offers. And let's compare these offerings with your country, right? So going into the next one, I want you to keep these three questions in mind. Number one, what products does she offer Walter? Number two, what are the main differences between these products? And number three, what do they agree to do? So here we go. Track three. Okay, so I think we have two products that would suit you. First, I think the Euro Tracker might give you the security you're looking for, or our Growth Plus Fund, which has a better yield. Okay, uh, what's the difference? Well, the Euro Tracker tracks the performance of a range of shares across the main European markets. It's quite stable and has a good rate of return. And what's the performance of that? Well, historically, it yields 2 to 3% a year, and that's been the case for 10 years. Okay. And what about the other one? The Growth Plus Fund. Well, that's 
a basket of investments across various asset classes, including shares, fixed income products and higher risk products such as commodities and currencies. It's slightly higher risk, but does have a better performance record, yielding 4-5% a year. OK. Can I look at data on those? Certainly. I'll send you that information now. Great. Well, I think I need to read that before we go any further. That's absolutely fine. How about I contact you next week to continue our discussion? OK. Could we say Wednesday at the same time? Absolutely. I'll call you then. Do you have any other questions today? No, not really. Okay, thanks for finding the time to talk to me today. Oh, thank you. And there it is. So, wow. Okay, so you got the Euro Tracker and the Growth Plus Fun. So, the Euro Tracker 2 to 3%, it's been that way for the past 10, uh, you know, what is it, the past 10 years, and it's basically all about the shares across different um what is it across different uh, markets in the European, you know, the European market. However, the growth plus fund, those are commodities. We're talking about oil, like I discussed like a couple of weeks ago. We're talking about different commodities in different countries, currencies, higher risk, four to 5% yield, or I think it was five to, yeah, around 5% yield. And um, yeah, and so he asked and requested to look at the data on that too. So again, it's kind of like with coins. Right. So if you had been investing in, let's say, you know, different commodities like like silver and gold and you started investing probably around 2000, 2001, you're at a massive surplus. You're at a massive surplus. I used to work with a guy uh, named Kenny, Kenny and he invested in this a long time ago and he would always come up to me and say, wow, Arsenio, I, I, I saved for uh, 16 mils with the retirement today. And basically a meal could be like a hundred, what is it, like $10 out there in America. So basically he's saying to me, oh, you know, I made $150 today because the price of gold had gone up. Um, and so again, when you're working in that type of, you know, in, if, from, with the industrial age mindset and you need to save for retirement like that, there's always room for that. There's always a way to go around that. But, uh, you know, in regards to Kenny and me, I'm just like, you know, I really want to get into this. He was like, okay, maybe you should invest into a Roth IRA, right? Uh, uh, an IRA out there in America is what they would call it. And again, like if I hadn't already told you guys, I went to Bank of America four years ago. I went to talk to, I believe, Merrill Lynch. And they said, oh, if you're not living here for at least six months of the year, uh, you're not going to be able to invest in one of these funds. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is ridiculous. So I ended up uh, not investing in that. And then I was thinking about going into a mutual fund. I believe it was at, I can't even remember what place it was. It had to be like Citibank. I can't remember. But she was saying, oh, yeah, there's like a 10% yield. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, that must be extremely high risk. And luckily, I didn't do that because, again, you know, having that extra 300 to 500 US dollars a month, I would have been investing in that for literally 10 years. But this could be something that I might potentially invest in just to see how it works and everything. But I need to go in there with a lot of questions and I need to speak to someone who speaks really, really good English, right? So that's what you have, guys. Now, again, out there in your country, figure out what the low risk are, figure out what the high risk are, figure out what the commodities are, look at the performance over the last 10 years. 
Uh, again, we are not Nostradamus. Nostradamus is a guy who apparently had predicted the world's end, which is impossible because there's no such thing as the world ended, okay? Uh, unless all these other worlds just end or a black hole comes, right? Because Nostradamus is an idiot. So anyways, in regards to that, I am no Nostradamus. I cannot predict the future. However, when Bitcoin surged to 18,000 per coin at the end of 2017 and then nosedived to 5,000, if I had the extra money, I should have at least bought a little portion, a piece of that Bitcoin. Because guess what? If I had put probably a thousand, we're talking a thousand US dollars into that at that time, man, what would the return be on that right now? I think that the, the return would be, oh, damn, I can't really do math. I hate math. Uh, but, uh, shit, but let's just say somewhere around a 700 to 1,200%. Right. But again, are you in it for the short term or the long term? It's kind of like GameStop stocks. When the GameStop stock had surged, they were like, okay, well, we need to hurry up and get out of it because guess what? It's going to lose its value because all these index funds are going to start pressuring the guys who actually own those platforms. Right. So it's all about doing your research. So you guys get me. So what you got to do, look it up. This is your homework. All right. Retirement plans. Think about it. What can you start investing in? Are you one of those office workers? You know, um, and if you are, you're going to have to start investing a little bit. That's why I love seeing some of the banking employees, especially out there in, um, out here in Thailand, uh, like at Bangkok Bank, because anytime I go in there, you know, they talk to me about different assets, different investment funds, different this, different that. And you could see the people walking around there with money because they are very, very educated in regards to being an accountant. And then obviously, you know, they're working in a bank. They know exactly how the markets are going and they probably have assets out the yin yang, meaning a hell of a lot of assets. So in saying that people, that is the end of this little portion of the wonderful, um, let's just call it unit one, right? In regards to retirement planet, different types of commodities. And now, in the next week, we're going to be getting into market analysis, okay? So there's a lot to be discussed in there. I'm going to figure out exactly how I'm going to break this up. Make sure I don't give you too much, but we have to dive into a lot of different vocabulary. So guys, in saying that, stay tuned. I'm your host as always, over and out.